Gazette Newspapers presents the Parting Shots Podcast. The Parting Shots Podcast is brought to you by Trophy Case, the app created for athletes by athletes. Downloaded today, available for iOS and Android users in your app store. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor, Ken Schott. Thank you, Scott Geezy, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast. Now available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Subscribe today. Well, this is the season debut of the Party Shots Podcast, dealing solely with Union Hockey, along with RPI Hockey and NCAA Hockey. Joining me each week will be Union Hockey beat writer Mike McGannum. Mike, it's been a while since we had you on. Since I'm back. Uh, back. No longer we're talking ponies, we're talking hockey. <laughs> well, Union opens the season Saturday at 4 p.m. when it hosts Boston University. Mike and I will discuss the season in just a moment. But first, I had a chance to sit down with Rick Bennett, who begins his ninth season as a Dutchman head coach. The team is coming off a 10-10-2 ECAC hockey record, finishing seventh in the league, and it was 20-13-6 overall. The Dutchman lost nine seniors, then saw forward Jack Adams injure his knee at Detroit Red Wings Prospects Camp, and forward Liam Morgan leave for the Belfast Giants. What is the 2019-20 edition of the Dutchman going to look like? Here's my interview with head coach Rick Bennett. Rick, uh, thanks for coming on the podcast. Well, thanks for having me, Ken. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, you knew coming into the season you got to replace a lot of players. You lost nine seniors. That was expected. What wasn't expected, Liam Morgan leaving the program, Jack Adams getting hurt. Um, how difficult of a summer was this for you in that, in that regard? Well, it was interesting, to say the least, when that happens, uh, you know, you lose a couple of guys that are returning, you know, leaders and and point point producers. So when that does happen, we, you know, we we addressed it quickly. Uh, first and foremost, wanted to make sure that Jack was okay. Uh, and once we knew he was okay, we we acted. And with, you know, school support, which you know our staff appreciates, we we were able to go out and and get a couple new players. So that's exactly what we did. How does that process work? Because you know you, you think you have your class all set, and then all this stuff happens. So, I mean, is, is, it, is, it a, is it a scramble, or is it the controlled chaos? What is it like? Yeah, it's a little bit of controlled chaos. I think that's a good good way to put it. And the fact that, I mean, this is you know all college athletics. Um, I pick up the paper every day. I look at transactions, and that's exactly what it feels like. You just never know, and you have to be. You know, prepared, and I thought uh, Jason Tapp and John Ronan did a very good job of having you know players that they were aware of throughout the year that if they were you know available, if something like this happened, that we that, that we'd be prepared. And I thought Jason and John did a very good job of that. Um, this team you know, last year was very inconsistent. I mean, it got off to a great start. Then the RPI games happened, and it seems right after that, it seems like you know you play well a couple games, and you know, then the games you think you should win, you just didn't play well. Looking back at that, uh, what did you guys you know review after the season? Was there a lot of soul searching, and what uh, steps are you taking to make sure that maybe that doesn't happen this season? Well, as far as the season, yes, it was a it was a nice start. Um, you know, I don't know. I think we we masked a few things early on in the season for the fast start. I thought our goaltender kind of bailed us out a couple times, and when that happens, as a coaching staff and as a as a team, you have to be aware of that to fix it. And going into 
um, you know, the RPI series, uh, you know, I thought, honestly, I know we lost the two games, but anybody who was at those games uh, could tell you that we were right in those games. It's not like we were getting blown out. So, uh, and, and we, you know, I don't know if we were kind of, you know, basically recovered from that. Uh, it, took, it took a little time, too. But once we, you know, did, it just happened to be later in the season. And, you know, as far as soul-searching this summer, not at all. You know, we, we realized that we were going to lose nine players that were very valuable to this program. And, you know what, that's, that's the nature of it. You talk about goaltending. Um, Darian Hansen emerged as the number one goaltender last year. How important is, was that for him, and especially knowing that Jake Cupsey was going to graduate and uh, he – you know, basically took the ball and ran with it. And how much does that give him confidence going into this season? Well, I feel he's he came back definitely looking better than when he left um, for the for the summer, which was a really good sign. I thought all goaltenders uh, did did a nice job coming to camp in shape and ready to go to compete. And then, as far as Darian's concerned, uh, I think Darian's biggest hurdle, and we've talked about this and talked to Jason Tapp about it, is the fact that he has to prove that he's the number one guy for a full season. And that, and that alone, I think, proves to a lot of people, you know, especially at the next levels, that he's maybe ready for the next level. But right now, I think he's got to prove uh, that he is the number one goalie for a full season and is basically productive. And he was at Buffalo Sabres uh, Prospects Camp during the summer. How much does that help him? You know, he's been to camps before, so I don't know how much that helps or not. Uh, you know, you go to these camps, and it's a nice honor. But at the same token, uh, the way I've always looked at camps and having, you know, some positive experiences and some negative experiences, when, I, when, when a college guy goes to these development camps, and this is just one person's opinion, I feel that the college player – he has to be the best player there. He's older, he, he, and he has more experience than the younger guys going to that camp. So, my goodness, if they're not sticking out, you know, I don't think that's a great sign. So, you know, as far as those camps, you can go to 50,000 of those camps. To me, it's what you're doing throughout the season that matters most. This team picked eighth in the coaches and uh, media poll. I know you think polls don't mean anything and you've said that for many years uh knowing that the fact that this team has replaced a lot of players do you think this team is hungry and going to try to prove everybody wrong I haven't asked them we've um, we just kind of we've done a few things differently here in the spring uh early september to try and get a more cohesive unit knowing that we had a lot of new <laughs> coming in uh whether or not it works i i don't i don't think it we won't know that until we go through the battles um and it's not just october whatever the, whatever this our record's going to be is going to be i'm not our staff's not focused on our record in october and november and december i, I want to know how we're going into january february and march where's the scoring going to come from it's yeah, i'm sure you've heard this it's going to be a by committee and all the other fancy terms that uh, we just, it's got to be everybody here. Not a committee, I'm talking, because a committee is made up of certain, we need everybody. 
And I think through everybody, everybody's involved. Everyone feels that they have an opportunity to score, which they can. I mean, they're here for a reason. So we're going to go with the everybody approach. Yeah, play Boston University on Saturday. Uh, have you had a chance to look at a uh, video of them? And what are, you th- what are your thoughts? Uh, well, obviously, we played them in Ireland. Uh, it was a very good game, very uh, entertaining. We, you know, we came out on the right side, which was nice. But I think that just came down to it was a goaltending battle. Uh, Darren Hansen won that battle, but uh, we just scored on one, one more two-on-one than them. Uh, so you know, we we realized that as a team. Uh, watching them on tape, I think we watched the watch a couple. Still watching a few more, and the fact that. I'll tell you, that was one heck of a series that they played with Northeastern, you know, in the finals there in, um, in, in their hockey's playoffs, and they looked awesome. They looked really good. So I could see them starting to get it, and, you know, they, they lost some guys. I know they have about 12 new draft picks coming in that are highly skilled and, and ready to go, so it's going to be a good, really good test for us. Circle back to Jack Adams. Uh, I spoke with him uh, recently on the for the podcast, and he was talking, thinking he could be back maybe – Midway through the season, how is rehab going? I mean, is he working hard, and is, is he trying to, you know, make sure he gets back in time for the season? For me to tell you that, you know, Jack, Jack's, you know, he is, he is where he is right now. And for me to sit here and say that he's working hard, well, when we saw him a couple of weeks ago, he looked good. Um, and from what I hear from everybody, the the progress is is going very well. So to me, that says that he's working really hard, and that's what he needs to do. Uh, not only in the classroom, but also in his rehab. He's got to rehab like a professional. And, you know, signs say that he's doing that. I, I you know, once we get going here, I know there are going to be some dark days for, for Jack, you know, because you're kind of alone. And that's where the support, and we have enough support. People know, I mean, I'm talking from our president to our athletic director to our coaching staff to our team psychologist. He has more support than uh, than a little bit. So, you know, I, I, I like that fact for Jack. Anxious to get things going? Oh, yeah, we're ready to... I, I, it's not so much us as a staff. It's, it's the, you know, I, I know those players want to get after it. And, you know, sometimes you get sick of practices against yourself. And, you know, we're just not a team that has exhibition games. Uh, maybe this year, who knows, could have been wise to do it, but... You know, I've always felt that these guys came here for a reason to play a competitive schedule, and that's what they get here at Union. Uh, anybody else uh, injured at this point? Yeah, we got a few guys nicked up that, you know, I don't know if we'll, we'll be ready, but I can't tell you until the first drop of the hat. So, you know, it's just one of those, here we go. You know, September brings a lot of uh, excitement, but through the excitement and the battles brings injuries. So we'll see. About uh, one last question about the recruits. Uh, who's stood out for, for you so far? Boy, you know, just due to the NCAA rules, we're only on the ice a few times. So it's really tough to, to really give you a good feel of who. I do on, on the back end. D- Dylan Anhorn has done a nice job uh, so far. Up front, uh, all of them have really chipped in. You know, to say that anybody's, like, stood out. Um, I can't. I can't say that's happened yet. All right, Rick. I appreciate it. Good luck this season, and uh, we'll we'll talk uh, during the season. Thank you, Ken. Go Cowboys. Go Eagles. Well, Mike Rick Bennett did not use the word rebuild, but it seems like they're going to be rebuilding. What do you think? He may not want to use it, but we're, it's okay if we use it. <laughs> if we choose to use it, 
Um, I, I would say so. I mean, just certainly on the surface and looking at the roster turnover, it seems like a rebuild. Um, you know, they, they have uh, a dozen freshmen coming in um, and they're going to use them. I mean, I don't know which ones yet. It'll be, it'll be one of the interesting things to kind of keep track of and observe over the course of the season, see if anybody establishes themselves early. Um, you know, a couple of guys that are, you know, early indications, this Christian Sanda and, and I got this from a conversation with Jack Adams a couple of weeks ago when I checked in with him, uh, apparently he's a very fast skater. Uh, he, he said elite speed. So, um, I suspect we're going to see him a little bit, um, just for that reason alone. Um, one general characteristic that he gave about the incoming class is that they're fast, but they're also very big. So it's kind of like the, um, the arms race of uh, getting a little bigger and a little more sizable after several years where, you know, Union's characteristic was to have speedy small defensemen. Um, so and I think the size thing will probably be a little bit across the board positionally. So that'll be something to keep an eye on. It almost well. sounds like a Cornell type thing. You know, Cornell for years was going for the big, player of course the Cornell's now adapted where they have big players but they also have speedy players yeah I mean could be it might be one of those little keeping up with the Joneses kind of things where you know Cornell's clearly established them as a perennial uh you know ECAC champion uh, regular season and in the tournament and everything so maybe you, you got to fight fire with fire a little bit I don't know um but that's the way they're going this year with this class so I mean this I mean I saw the recruiting class I mean I looked at the numbers I mean the, the, the points that they put up and what didn't seem very impressive. Is, is there cause for concern? Um, I think there always is. I mean, there, it's a, you know, it's a big unknown that you're jumping into out of necessity because of the big senior class that they lost and they had a lot of openings. So um, I think another thing that, that might be, a, I don't know if it's a concern, but it's a reality these days. And I don't know which of the, the freshmen were, were hustled in um, perhaps early, um, but, you know, with, uh, Liam Morgan leaving for the pros unexpectedly in the middle of the summer, you know, that was one spot right there where they have probably had to scramble and, and make a phone call to somebody who wasn't supposed to be here this year, but now they are. And, you know, we saw that last year with Ryan Sidorsky and he actually did very well for himself and thrived, but he wasn't supposed to be here last year. He wasn't supposed to come in until this year, but you know, another early departure. And, you know, that's the, kind of the reality for these coaches these days when guys leave early, especially late in the process, Suddenly you're getting on the phone and saying, hey, um, you know, can you hustle it up and we need you now? Yeah, that's what I remember back when Josh Joris uh, left after. That was a big one. You know, and then they brought everybody, they were bringing Mike Ponarelli. Uh, right. He was, he was supposed to come in the, the uh, following year and ended up yeah, working out. They won a national championship. So uh, we'll see what happens with this team. Uh, I also talked with three players at Union's Media Day a couple of weeks ago. I'll have those interviews in just a moment. You're listening to the Party Shots Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Hi, this is Hunter Moffat, founder and CEO of Trophy Case, the app created for athletes by athletes. Our app is a community connecting like-minded athletes, families, and sports affiliates for their specific needs. Positive form of social media designed for long-term success. We have a template for users to easily curate, track, record, and grow their statistics and social multimedia content in one digital profile. Create, connect, and promote your brand. Think Instagram for athletes. Notable Trophy Case team members include Ron Jaworski, former NFL quarterback and founder of Jaws Youth Playbook, who says, 
Throughout my success in the sports world, I believe Trophy Case can bring value to many different levels of athletes and unrepresented sports. This platform will level the playing field for athletes at the beginning of their career with technology for generations to come. You can download the Trophy Case app at the Apple Store and Google Play. Send us your feedback. Trophy Case, the app created for athletes by athletes. Get it today. Hi, this is Union College football coach Jeff Behrman. You're listening to the Parting Shots podcast with Daily Gazette, Associate Sports Editor Ken Schott. Back on the Parting Shots podcast, focusing on Union hockey. I'm Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor Ken Schott, along with Union beat writer Mike McAdam. So what are the Dutchman players' thoughts on this season? I was over at Messer Rink recently for Media Day and got some thoughts. First, senior defenseman Vas Colius. Vas, it's been an interesting uh, offseason for this team. Uh, Obviously, you knew you were going to lose nine players to graduation. What you didn't expect was losing Jack Adams to a knee injury at uh, Detroit Red Wings Prospects Camp and uh, Liam Morgan to uh, European hockey. What's been the mindset of this team coming into this uh, season? Have you guys discussed what's going to happen with this team? Uh, I think we're ready for the challenge. Uh, I think it's an opportunity for us to, you know, really kind of come together and, you know, prove people wrong, if nothing else. So uh, we're really excited about it. We're ready to get to work and uh, can't wait for the season to start. You guys were picked eighth in the polls. Uh, Is is that motivation or do you guys worry about that? Uh, Absolutely, it's motivation. Uh, I think that, as I said previously, we're up to that challenge. We're uh, ready to prove some people wrong. We're obviously not happy about where we were put, but we know we can change that. This was a team that last year got off to a great start, then the RPI games happened, and it seemed like it was an inconsistent uh, road the rest of the way. You play guys play great against some great teams and then some games that were just uh, tough ones that, that seemed that you were winnable and you didn't. Was there a lot of soul-searching of this team uh, during the summer, and uh, what do you need to correct those uh, situations? Uh, yeah, I think we've all come together really well. Uh, we, we're going to learn from our mistakes from last year. Obviously, uh, it didn't turn out the way we wanted to, and uh, that is what it is, but now we're focused on this moment, and uh, moving forward, uh, we're uh, looking forward to the challenge again. You know, it's Obviously, we know it's behind us. Uh, all you can do is learn from the past, and that's, that's the plan. Where's the scoring going to come from? Scoring's going to come from everyone. That's, that's how we're going to do it. We're, uh, we'll, we'll, have pl- we'll be fine on the scoring front. I'm not worried about it. Your solid and goal with Darian Hansen. Uh, I mean, how was his emergence last year? How important was that? Oh, it's awesome. Uh, like it's unbelievable guy. Uh, unbelievably hard worker. I uh, can't think of a guy that deserves it more, as I've said many times. He's an uh, absolute wall in between the pipes, and uh, we'll be leaning on him at, at points, and we know he'll, he'll answer the bell. Foss, appreciate you coming on the podcast. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Up next is junior goalie Darian Hansen. Darian, you're coming into the season uh, as a number one goaltender. Uh, how how did you prepare mentally for the season, knowing your role? Uh, I, preparation has been the same for me, you know. Um, but I think that's so important, especially from goalie uh, the goalie standpoint. You know, just mentally, it's you got to treat every every practice, every game the same, you know. Um, and so. Yeah, like I said, it's been no different from last year. How much was your confidence? Did your confidence grow last year as you kept playing and starting and playing a lot? Um, a lot. Naturally, I think that's going to happen. You know, uh, coming into my sophomore year, my expectations were very high, and I thought, you know, I had a good year. Um, I, I, you know, for me personally, I expected to perform the way I did, and I'm trying to, you know, take another step forward this year. 
It's been an interesting offseason for the club. Obviously, you were expecting to lose the nine uh, seniors that you did. What you didn't expect was to lose Jack Adams to an injury in uh, Red Wings training camp, uh, and then uh, Liam and Morgan going to uh, Belfast to play professional hockey. What has been the mindset of this team in having to deal with these situations? You know, the mindset's been good. That you know, that stuff it, it, it kind of goes to the back of your mind once you know you're out here and you're skating, playing, practicing, things like that. Um, all these guys here are capable of playing Division One hockey, and we have high expectations for ourselves. And it's unfortunate, you know, for Jack and Liam personally because they are some of our best friends. Um, but you know, that's life, and it happens. And you just kind of you know, got to look past it and keep working. What are the expectations this season? I mean, the, the coaches and the media, really not much. Uh, eighth, picked eighth uh, to finish eighth in the polls there. What are your team's, ex- the players' expectations here? Uh, we have very high expectations. Um, I think this is a team that people are going to sleep on. Um, I think this is going to be a team that people aren't going to want to play. Um, I'm very confident that this team can compete for not only ECAC championship, but national title as well. And uh, this year, like I said, I'm expecting it. So. The big question is, where is the scoring coming from? You know what? Uh, it, it'll come. It's hockey. You know, we got a lot of guys that are going to be able to uh, fill in some empty shoes that those seniors uh, left for us last year. And I'm fully confident that you know when some of these players are getting, you know, the minutes that a lot of the older guys got last year, that they can produce just as much, if not better. So um, I can see, you know, from the outside looking in, why you could be concerned about that, but. Really, me personally, uh, you know, I think people are going to make some big steps this year. Darren, appreciate coming on the podcast. Yeah, thank you very much. Finally, senior forward Anthony Rinaldi. Anthony, uh, it's been an interesting offseason for this team. Uh, you expected to lose the nine seniors. What you didn't expect to lose Jack Adams uh, to an injury, Liam Morgan to a professional hockey. What has been the uh, mindset and the discussion of, of you guys in, during the offseason and, and losing, in effect, 11 players? Yeah, uh, well, we knew the nine players would be a big impact just because they had such big roles on our team, um, not knowing about Jack and Liam. And uh, Parker, of course, was a big shock to us. Um, you know, we wish Liam all the best and Jack and Parker are in rehab right now. Um, but uh, the mindset is that, you know, we're coming in, a lot of new forwards, new team. We're all excited for uh, the future of this program and to get uh, games ready. Where's the scoring going to come from? Uh, from all of us, hopefully. <laughs> I mean, is there, what, is there any pressure on you guys to, to, to produce? I mean, you're right now the top returning scorer. No, I, I, don't, I don't think there's pressure. Um, I feel like a lot of people are doubting us right now because we're, um, you know, a lot of new forwards. But um, from what I've seen so far, scoring can come from anywhere, and I'm just excited to get started here. Was there a lot of soul-searching during the summer with the way the season transpired last year? I mean, you guys got off to a great start. Then the RPI games happened, and it seemed like it was inconsistency after that. Uh, maybe a little bit. Um, you know, I think a lot of us expected more out of the team uh, last year, especially with the, the year before that. Um, I think we're kind of restructuring the leadership a little bit here. Um, obviously, they haven't been announced, but everyone's, um, you know, stepping up and providing good leadership. Uh, there's been a whole different environment coming into this season. So, like I said, we're all excited to get the season started and hopefully we can show uh, what we've been working on recently. What's going to be the key to have a consistent winning season? Uh, I think uh, just head to toe, everyone's got to come out with their best every game. Anthony, appreciate you coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. 
Mike, the uh, players seem pretty confident. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty typical for a preseason. Um, you know, uh, they got some decent parts back. Certainly, Darian Hansen is going to be the, the key guy for them all season. As long as he stays healthy, they got a chance, you know, really to beat a lot of the teams on their schedule. <laughs> Excuse me, just by him keeping them in there um, at goal. Um and like I said, it's pretty typical in the preseason, and why shouldn't you be? I mean, you haven't really tested the waters yet. Uh, you know, they do, you know, say good things about the freshman class, and we know they're going to get thrown into the fire. I think there is, though, a lot of uncertainty with this team, as you would suspect, just because they lost so much. Um, the, the uncertainty of how the freshmen are, you know, going to kind of, you know, fold themselves into the into the playing rotation. Um you know, I talked to these guys a couple days ago, and they don't even know who – Rick Bennett doesn't even know who his top line is right now. And I think you're going to see a lot of shuffling with the lines um, until they figure out, like, which combinations appear to have some chemistry together. So that'll be another interesting – I mean, this is going to be a work in progress for who knows how long. In the meantime, though, Rick Bennett, he said it's kind of fun and exciting to be in this position because from a coaching standpoint, there's a lot of interesting different kind of challenges that they're looking at this year that – you know, they're going to have to put the puzzle pieces together that'll be, you know, a lot different from what it was like last year. One thing I, when Rick and I were done doing the interview, we were sitting around talking a little bit. And one thing we, we mentioned about, I talked to him about the recruits, and it, I, it said it reminded me of Bruce Dumbledore's third year as a Division One head coach when he brought in all this, all these freshmen, like 11 and 12. Like, it was a lot of freshmen. And they ended up, you know, nobody knew what to expect from these guys. And, and they ended up, making the playoffs for the first time and taking RPI, then it was a very good team at the time, <laughs> uh, to a third game in the uh, ECAC hockey quarterfinals. I mean, it could be something like that where, I mean, you don't know what to expect. All of a sudden, here they are, you know, challenging for a chance to win the, win it all. It could happen. I mean, you, you never know. And, again, it's the, the great unknown. And, of course, it could go the other direction too, which is, I think, why – a lot of people pick Union, you know, around eight or nine in, you know, in the uh, the preseason polls, which, you know, most coaches are throwing out the window and maybe we should to some degree too. <laughs> yeah. But um, uh, so, yeah, it, it really is an unknown with some known commodities like Darian Hansen, like I said, and and Rick referred to the sacred seven as, as that being the six D men that they're going to use regularly and, you know, in front of Hansen as being a strength of the team. So at least they – you know, they kind of foundationally have something solid going on there with Vas Colias. And I'm really expecting Joseph, Joseph Campolito to have a big season for them on the blue line this year. He's very fast, good offensive minded defenseman, um, you know, pretty, you know, pretty good talent back there with him. He missed 21 games last year with an injury and came back right before the postseason. And we saw a little glimmer of what he can offer just in a very short period of time against Cornell. I guarantee he's going to be Reffed up to have a big season this year after missing most of last year. Before we take our final break, uh, we should mention uh, on Wednesday, uh, Union finally named its captains, and for the first time in in their program history, a goaltender will be wearing the C, and that's Darian Hansen, along with senior defenseman Vascolius. Yeah, that's a pretty interesting yeah. call, but it's also a kind of, I, mean, I hate to use the word no-brainer, but it makes a lot of sense because both of those guys are well-liked and respected in the room. Uh, they're certainly two of the best players on the team, you know, probably the two best players on the team right now. Um, so, and they, they have the, the, their personality is such that if, especially Darian, he'll, he'll take a positive approach. He's sort of like everybody's best friend and Vas 
might be a little more of the hard guy. At least that's what Darian said. But <laughs> but he's also very uh, voluble and, and well spoken and, and sociable and, and well liked. So between the two of them, uh, you know that um, you know that they should serve that role pretty well. Now, one thing I need to catch up with. And there's a bunch of things I need to catch up with Rick Bennett still because I'm coming off vacation and and kind of jumping into it a little bit at the last minute. But I was check, looking at the NCAA rules yesterday, and it says that the goalie as a captain is not allowed to exercise the privilege of a captain, which means he can't go up and talk to the refs to question, um, you know, a call or whatever was one of the roles of the captain during in game. So I don't know really how that's going to work out. And maybe Rick doesn't care. And he's, you know, offering uh, Darian Hanson the captaincy just because he'll be good at it. And, you know, and that'll be a secondary thing that they don't really, you know, t- you know don't really care that much. Yeah, but they're not having anybody wear the A, which is uh, – Well, right, which is interesting. And uh, so I got to get back to him on that topic and ask a little (laughs) bit, get a little more background. Like, Because I was a little surprised when he – I said, well, then who's going to have the A's? And he said, nobody. (laughs) So so that is kind of an interesting dynamic. Again, another – throw that in the shopping cart of things to to keep an eye on. Well, maybe it's something something down – as a season progressive, if he sees someone emerging as a leader, maybe he gives him an A. Yeah, I think it kind of um, is a little indication of what kind of team we're looking at this year, where there, there's so many young kids, and and uh, you know maybe it was simply a product of um, you know they're, those are the only two kids that really um, you know show the characteristics that you would want in the play. Like, and the other interesting thing he said. He, he said their process of picking it was a little different this year where they kind of got some outside consultation. I don't know exactly what that means, but I believe the military drills that they did, uh, and perhaps in some way Darian and Voss showed, um, you know, some of the, the traits that you want in a captain during that kind of crazy, you know, unconventional drills that they did where they took them out in the football field and they had some ex-Army people kind of put them through some non-hockey kind of things just to to build teamwork and stuff like that. So I, I have a funny feeling that he asked those guys, like, you know, for a little advice of, you know, just based on your observations in this drill, who do you think would, would uh, fill that role well? Okay. Well, coming up, uh, we'll answer your questions about Union Hockey. You're listening to the Parting Shots podcast, available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Hey, pro football fans, it's time again to match which with other pro football fans and win a prize by playing the Daily Gazette's You Pick 'em football game sponsored by River Sportsbook. To play, go to dailygazette.com slash football and make your picks before the first game kicks off each week. If you have the most weekly points, you earn a $100 gift card to ShopRite. Play every week and you can win the grand prize of $1,000. Play the Daily Gazette's You Pick 'em football game sponsored by River Sportsbook at dailygazette.com slash football. Hi, this is Daily Gazette sports editor Michael Kelly. You're listening to the Parting Shots podcast with Daily Gazette associate sports editor Ken Schott. Back on the Parting Shots podcast, uh, Mike, we have some questions from our listeners and... As usual, our good friend Harvey Kagan is back. Hey, Harvey. <laughs> good to hear from you again. He's a regular, no doubt about that. Um, he has three questions for us. Uh, for, number one, can you confirm the status of Parker Food? 
reputed to be out until mid-season after shoulder surgery this summer. I, it didn't sound like mid-season to me. Then two indications I had. I mean, they, they never get specific with these injuries with us, and um, they're very protective of that information. But I specifically asked Rick, Rick Bennett about that on Wednesday, and he he used the phrase day to day. And we asked him, does that mean he's hurt? And he said, well, he's not sick, i.e. he is hurt. And I said, is he going to be in the lineup? You know, when he would say day-to-day, is he going to be in the lineup for Boston University on Saturday? And he said, he won't be dressed for Boston University on Saturday. He kind of left it at that. And the other one, which is kind of funny, is I actually talked to Parker on Media Day a couple weeks ago and asked him a bunch of questions about opening day and, do you know who you're going to be even skating with? And he said, nah, it's still up in the air and everything. And he never like really gave me any indication that just from his answers reading between the lines, it didn't sound like he expected to really be out for a long period of time. So I'm not hundred percent sure what's going on there, but just based on Rick's response on Wednesday, it didn't, didn't sound like it was that bad. Uh, so I don't know. Okay. We'll see. Uh, we actually, there's Harvey's second question was confirming the co-captains. Uh, so Rick right. Retzel said there, uh, question number three, and we, uh, you and I talked about this one. What is the status of uh, Drew Blackman? Uh, are they waiting feedback from NCAA on waivers to allow him to play this year since he only played in one game last year for Northeastern? And Harvey sent me an email he got, he got from Rick Bennett saying that uh, Drew was eligible to play. This is back, uh, uh, I don't know, back recently. So, okay. Uh, we know? Good for them, and I guess it makes sense if he was available through the transfer portal and available through the waiver, um, then yeah, I, I don't know a lot about him as a player, but he should help, especially being a um, you know an experienced player coming from a good program like that. Um, you know, he'll, again, that's another one of those pieces of the puzzle we have to keep an eye on if, in fact, he is available. We'll, we'll double-check that with Rick for yeah. sure. Um, but if, you know, if that's the case, and I, I did look at his previous record at Northeastern, saw so he only played in one game, so maybe that – Certainly is the case, and we didn't. We weren't real clear on that um, Wednesday, but we'll go back and double check with Rick, uh, with Rick and see what's going on. All right, Harvey, thank you for your questions, and of course, I know you'll be emailing more as we uh, progress here during the season. Another question from Mike? No, not you, Mike. Um, what? <laughs> it came out uh, this week that St. Lawrence's rink renovation at, at Appleton Arena is behind schedule and will cause some scheduling problems early early this season. Uh, the Saints announced that their games against Providence and Vermont will be moved to uh, SUNY Canton's uh, ice uh, arena. So it, may, it makes uh, Mike wonder, whatever happened to Union's plans to renovate Mesa Rink? In a few months, it'll be four years since the Gazette broke the news of those plans. Uh, but in this at time since, very little has been said about it. Uh, it wasn't going to come together overnight, but it seems like progress has been very slow. Yeah, I'm, you know, when I had sort of the exit interview with Rick Bennett after last season, he's got some mock-up, like, artist renderings um, in his office. I said, what's going on? What's the deal here? And he kind of gave me a not specific answer of, oh, you'll, you'll see some progress on that, whatever that means. So, um, but we haven't seen anything really tangible on that front either. So um, yeah, it seems like the only thing they've really done is put the scoreboard in. Yeah. And it's a nice scoreboard. <laughs> so that's a good place to start. Um, so, but I'm not sure. I mean, it's, maybe they're having a hard time coming up with funding for it, and they're kind of doing it piecemeal and wanted to really get the scoreboard done first, which we're happy they did because, it's, it, it, like I said, it, it's very helpful, especially with the replays. Need a parking lot, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we won't even get into that. All right. Well, thanks, Mike, for your question. Also, Harvey, and uh, 
If you have any questions you'd like to submit to our comment, you can email them to me at shot at dailygazette.com. You can look for my weekly ECAC hockey faceoff selections at dailygazette.com slash sports slash parting shots. And you can participate in the faceoff selections by emailing uh, your picks to me at shot at dailygazette.com. Now the big question, the million-dollar question, will Mike McAdam participate in the ECAC hockey faceoff selections? And that'll be a big fat no. No <laughs> shot whatsoever. I'm not jumping into that fray for any, uh, unless you come up with some sort of like outside financial uh, motivation, uh, which I, or, you know, or a tab at, uh, you know, uh, Wolf's Beer Garden. Okay. Or something like all, that. Right. all right. All right. Okay. Okay. We see where we're going here. So, right. All right um, yeah. So, otherwise, it's not happening. Okay. Well, Mike, thanks for joining. We'll do this again uh, next week. All right, we'll be here. All right, that wraps up another edition of the Party Shots Podcast. Uh, the Party Shots Podcast is brought to you by Trophy Case, the app created for athletes by athletes. Download it today. Available for iOS and Android users in your app store. The Party Shots Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Subscribe today. On Twitter, I'm at Slapshots, and Mike is at Mike underscore McAdam. The views expressed in the Party Shots podcast are not necessarily those of Gazette Newspapers. The Party Shots podcast is a production of Gazette Newspapers. I'm Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor Ken Schott. We're Mike McAdam. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Good day, good hockey.